I'm a man in a wig. I'm a man in a wig who did a shitty reality show. So listen, I understand. I'm, I'm within my company. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 173 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and Hurricane Bianca's in town. No one is safe. What? There's another. We've just had a storm, whatever her name was. What's going on now? Oh, you're talking about this week's guest, yes. This week's guest is the absolutely amazing, funny, and super informative Bianca Del Rio, a.k.a. Roy Haylock. And let me tell you, we had a fucking absolutely brilliant, brilliant time with Roy. I have constantly repeated how much I've wanted us to do a drag-related episode and it's finally happened, and it's only with the biggest modern queen in the entire world. Bianca Del Rio, a.k.a. Roy Haylock, has stolen the hearts of millions with multiple pop cultures, winging season six of RuPaul's Drag Race, internationally starring in Everybody's Talking About Jamie the Musical, releasing countless films, books, comedy tours, and just possessing a level of sass like nobody else. Whether it's drag, dishing out brutal comedy or costume design, Bianca takes everything to the next level. And it was the perfect first introduction into this world on the podcast. And especially for you, Sean. Yes, I had a fun, fucking fantastic time. I'm not going to lie. It was funny. It was informative. And I think we've all set a date for later on when Roy is over for us to go to um, a Birmingham pre-mark. But you'll hear more about that, obviously, <laughs> later in the episode. I just want to say thank you again to Roy. It was an absolute, absolute delight and treat. And I genuinely hope we get to speak, we get to, speak to them again because yeah. I love this. Yeah, but not to underplay it. I'm absolutely buzzing. This is probably arguably one of our biggest guests in kind of pop culture today. Bianca on Instagram has one of the most followed accounts, 2.5 million, the first queen to ever sell at Wembley Arena here in the UK. And I know so many people are going to be looking at this episode going, 
how the hell has this crossover happened? So we're going to get into it. It's going to be absolutely insane. And we talk everything from the art of comedy to what separates Roy from Bianca, touring worldwide through the window of a tour bus. The number one tip for testicles, that's right, (laughs) testicles, what Sean and I would be like as drag queens, and we basically get roasted throughout this conversation uh, as well, pretty much. Yeah, I wouldn't have taken it from anybody else, but um, <laughs> yeah, Roy Roy stumped me. No holes barred. And if uh, if Morgan's left in the description Roy makes of himself, let everybody be sure that they are the words of Roy Haylock and nobody of Sapnin <laughs> Podcast. Because he's, he said a sentence that literally caught me so off guard, I didn't know if we should carry on because I was scared. So there we are. Oh, so all, all of that to look forward to and more. But before we go straight into the conversation, uh, if you're supporting the podcast via our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash sapnin getting some more bonuses and extra stuff over there or just following us on our social media pages at sapnin pod on twitter and instagram you would have seen this past week that we announced that we have been nominated yet again for the second year in a row at the heavy music awards for best podcast Yes, we are definitely 100% going to be two-time runners-up at the Heavy Music Awards for Best Podcast. And by runner-up, I mean not even giving a number, but just one of the other people who've lost. (laughs) Um, But yes, check out vote.heavymusicawards.com and please, please vote for us. Uh, None of the other podcasts. Uh, So take that other podcast. There's loads of different categories to check out. And so, yes, go and give... Everybody who's previously been on Sapling Podcast, love on vote.heavymusicawards.com. And as Morgan said, check out patreon.com for Sapling and also on Twitter and Instagram at Sapling Pod, at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. If you are new to this, welcome. This is a fucking brilliant conversation. I enjoyed this very much and um, I hope you do too. I'm sure you fucking will. Yes, without any further ado, this is not baloney. This is Bianca Del Rio, a.k.a. Roy Haylock, on episode 173 of (laughs) Sapnin Podcast. Fucking right. Sapnin! Sapnin! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sapnin! 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 Yes! Yes. <laughs> yes, this week's guest is Roy Haylock, better known as Bianca Del Rio, winner of season six of RuPaul's Drag Race, comedian, actor, and fantastic, wonderful costume designer. Roy, how are you? I am doing well. I'm actually, I, I finally got home because I've been, I've been a little busy. So I'm actually in my house, which is nice. So I have a day or two. And then, of course, my assistant's like, you've got this podcast that you have to do today. <laughs> oh, so sorry. you're interrupting my drinking time. But <sighs> here, now that I've met you, I could probably sip a little while I'm talking to you. I know you won't care, right? <laughs> no, you know, go, Yo, wild, drink, go wild. Drink away, do whatever but, you want. Yeah, the, yeah. the faster you drink, the uh, the more we get out of you. So, uh, yes, go, 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 go. <laughs> well, you know, you know that old drag queen saying, that the more you drink, the prettier I look. So, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, we, we seriously appreciate you just taking the time for this um you're actually our first drag queen on the podcast are you kidding me i know but we want to save the best so oh, we started with the best we've got you and i'm really really excited about this but as you mentioned you've been really busy lately you've just uh, got home from another run with everybody's talking about jamie um how was things at the moment how was the the shows i'm, I'm sure it's just been great kind of getting back into that role and everything Look at me. Let me tell you, let's be honest. After these past few years, you're not going to hear me complain about shit. Uh, <laughs> to, to get out, I would go to a colony of lepers and perform at this point. I don't care. So I was just so excited that to be back working and to have a schedule to be on the road. You know, I was lucky enough to get to do the show in the UK and then to come to Los Angeles where we had sunshine, which was nice for five weeks. Um, <laughs> sunshine? What? What's the sunshine stuff? Yeah, take a minute. Sunshine. It really can change your life. Um, that's been it's been great. But, you know, like I was saying, the world has been an insane mess. And, and the idea that I get to schlep out in there and have a schedule and work. Look, you're not going to hear me complain. So it's been win, win, win for me at this point. Nice. Yes. Great. Uh, but that's the thing. You are always busy in one way, shape or form. And as Sean mentioned, you know, there's so many kind of accolades to your name with it being either working drag, a bit an actor, comedian, costume design. You really are a kind of jack of all traits. But one thing I've always noticed is you love calling yourself a clown and you kind of take yeah. that with a, a bit of passion, really. Yeah, well, I mean, look, we can't deny what I look like, for Christ's sake. So let's just be honest. Uh, it is what it is. And I think that the world is a fucking circus and self-awareness is very important when you're a drag queen. There's no denial here. I say it's the packaging to get away with murder. If I didn't wear a wig, they would say you're a hateful fag. And then when I wear the wig, when I wear the wig, they go, oh, my God, it's hysterical. So that's where I am. You know, that's where I look at it objectively. So it's 
there's no glamour in this. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not in denial. I don't think I'm some sexy siren of a woman. No, I'm a fucking clown. I'm there entertaining a man in a wig who's got his dick in pantyhose. That's basically it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't. But um, I, I understand. But I haven't given it a go yet. But yeah. but also, yeah, no. But this is a this is like a point I wanted to get in. I'm a massive fan of comedy. I'm currently getting involved with some stand-up comedy. So I'm wondering, yeah, how did you get involved with that? Was it difficult? Do you remember your fir- your first show? Yeah, well, what the craziness of it is, I started, I mean, I was a, I was performing, I was an actor who then started doing drag in a, in a play that led to me working in the bar scene in New Orleans in the 90s. And at that time, basically, I had no, no uh, desire or dream to, to be a comedian. I basically was put on stage to cover people's costume changes. So as the other drag queens were changing costumes, I had to kill time. So I'm dealing with drunk people in New Orleans at one in the morning, on a Wednesday night. Now, let me tell you this. If you learn anything about yourself is have a drunk motherfucker that doesn't want to be there at 1 a.m. on a Wednesday night, that definitely sets your skill set on a different level. So that's kind of how it just snowballed. You know, it was one of those things where you just rolled with it and I was killing time and then it became my act, which is crazy. To <laughs> <laughs> is there any uh, comedians that you like that um, your fans would be surprised to hear or... Oh, well, the ones, well, all the good ones are dead. Let's be honest. Uh, Joan Rivers <laughs> and Don Rickles. Uh, there are some people that I do enjoy their humor. I mean, obviously, I love Chris Rock, I think is brilliant. I love Wanda Sykes. I think she's pretty fabulous. But I think it just, uh, I love anything. You, I, I love anybody that makes me laugh. You know, the, the trick is just find the humor and everything. So there's not one specific person. I just find, I love the way people's brains work and what they find amusing and how we can all relate to it, you know? And, and most of the time, because I am a drag queen or because I am gay, I know you're shocked by that, but, uh, <laughs> but, but people often think, oh, that's too gay or, oh, that's not my thing. And it's like, it's funny because the majority of the people that come to see my show are straight women. So I, I, you cater to the masses, you know, and they'll bring their boyfriend along. And usually the boyfriend is quick to tell me, I'm not gay, I'm straight. And I go, listen, <laughs> I, I'm not recruiting. I'm not recruiting. <laughs> yeah. I've still got eyesight. It's okay. I've still got eyesight. You're, you're fine. You're, you're all exactly. good for the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they often think that you're going to try to, you know, seduce them. I'm like, no, I still have taste. I still have taste. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love that. I love that reaction. But like, as you said, do you feel like when you have the wig on as Bianca, you can get away with a lot more things that maybe if you were just out of the street as Roy, you definitely wouldn't be able to get away with? No. And I think that's where the theatricality comes in. I mean, there's a time and place for it. So when you're doing it on stage, for instance, it's kind of like the, the Dame Edna effect, you know, whereas Barry Humphreys, shockingly, is a straight man uh, who has been, you know, married several times. And, and when he's on stage as Edna, it's fucking hysterical, but I, it's time and place, you know, and I think it works, but it's the same brain that creates that on stage. So uh, you can't deny it. And I don't deny my insanity or my, my craziness. I just know that it only applies when you're on stage, you know? Oh, no, I, I completely get it. That, that's exactly how I would be on stage as well. There would be a flip, like as soon as it was like, oh, showtime. Okay, cool. And also you're dealing with context. You know, here it is where, uh, you know, if you were on the street and I was saying some of the jokes that I use in my show, 
out of context, it could be looked at as problematic or not funny or awkward or, or just rude. Whereas in the context of the show, in the context of the arc that we're creating over an hour and a half, it would make sense. And then that lends itself to be funny, if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. But with all those kind of different avenues you take, what, what about Bianca in particular do you feel is so accessible and that allows you to go and do different things? Well, I, I, I think um, it's, I've accepted that this has just been the platform, you know, so, so you're out there and you're doing it. And, and not to say that I'm the first or, or better or anything. It's just, look, it's just the packaging for it. You know, I, I did a reality show a couple of years ago and that platform led to me to get to do uh, the things that I wanted to do now. So I'm aware that that's part of it. Drag is part of the game. Uh, it's not my identity, if, if, if it makes any sense. I, I don't live, I don't talk about Bianca in third person. <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I'm not in denial, but I also go, yeah, that's the smoke and mirrors and, and, the, and the fanfare that got me to this place. So it becomes part of the routine. Um, so I'll do anything. I mean, if they told me to dress up like a monkey, I'd dress up like a fucking monkey. I don't care. You know? I mean, you've seen, you've seen my drag. I, I really don't really pay much attention to myself. So it's like, whatever, whatever makes the magic happen, you know, I'll do anything. I'm not picky. Look at me. I'm on this podcast. I'm not picky. <laughs> oh, 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 sapping it. That's what's happening. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you what, you're not a new guest host. Morgan, you're out. You're out. Oh. Morgan. <laughs> what? <laughs> the best thing, the best thing about doing a podcast, you don't have to get in drag. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Awesome. Uh, but but you, you mentioned that. And one thing I did want to talk about is that obviously everyone knows how popular drag has become, especially over the last decade. But I feel you're someone who's helped take it to that next level because, you know, it's often talked about how you're one of the most followed drag stars on Instagram and there's so many outlets have called you the most powerful queen in America. Is it quite surreal to see really how far you've come and that it's no longer just trying drag, but you are doing all these other things and it's putting more eyes on drag as a, as a consequence? Well, I mean, look, all of that stuff is flattering, but let's just be real here. I take every critique and every compliment <laughs> and just put it in the trash. It don't mean shit. Bottom line is I like money. So the trick is you got to work. And so the accolades and the moments, and as soon as they put you on a pedestal, they're quickly to take you down. So the game of it is just, I'm just grateful to get to work. You know, that's the advantage. And as I was saying before, after these past few years, it's just an honor to get to fucking do what you love doing and to have an audience there. Like in the beginning of my career, 26 years ago, um, there was, you know, maybe two people watching me in a bar in the middle of the night. Um, so to get to perform across the globe, which is insane to even think about, um, I just try not to sit and reflect on that kind of shit. I just go, grateful, here we go, do your job, move on. Uh, that's kind of the thing. And maybe on my deathbed, which could be any day now, I would sit back <laughs> and go, no, think of, look, it's either COVID or old age that's going to get my ass, but, um, <laughs> or the IRS. But the thing is... <laughs> The thing with it um, is that you just you just keep moving, and you just keep going, you know, and and comparing and the the lists and then the, the the accolades. As I said, it, as lovely as it sounds in print, you just have to keep going because the the real gift is the audience and the people there and making motherfuckers laugh. You know, that's that that's the ultimate game because if they're laughing, I'm laughing. And and it, not to make it sound like it comes from a place of privilege, there's just been 
some really shitty years that have made this seem so much better. You know what I mean? Uh, that if I wouldn't have had those bad years, I wouldn't be able to appreciate the ones that I have now. You have to understand, like dating an ugly girl, you know, when you're dating the ugly girls, you realize later, oh, my God, this girl's really fucking pretty. You know, <laughs> you know, it, it balances out. <laughs> Uh, I loved how you th- uh, how you were like, oh, I'll, I'll get into something that makes sense for them. I know, I'll get it. No, I'll sort them the straight guy, because every straight guy has dated an ugly girl. You know you have. It's either because you liked her tits or you thought her ass was great or she had a hot sister. We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> nice. Are you, um, are you taking a lot of photos now when you're um, traveling the world, doing the shows and stuff? Because that was one thing that I... I kind of regret with my band is that I didn't take enough photos now looking back on it because it was such a whirlwind. Yeah. But you know what? I I, I, call me crazy, but I just like a tighter schedule. Like people are like, oh, you're going here. Are you going to sightsee? Fuck no, bitch. I'm there to make money. I'm there to work. (laughs) I'm there to do what I got to do. And also, you know, with drag, I don't have that many hours in a day because I got to shave my balls and get in drag and then do the show. So it, there is limited time, but I do try to capture it. And, and you know, what's sad is that sometimes, uh, you know, before I go on stage, I have my assistant that's with me um, and that I always look at it and ask, what city am I in? So I say the right name. Now, I have to pay him a lot of money to tell me the right name because if he could really fuck me up. But it's that thing where you don't know sometimes where you are because you're kind of on a whirlwind, you know, and you know what it's like as, you, as you're doing a show night after night after night. Sometimes it's one night here, one night there and keep moving. Like Literally next week I start in Canada. I'm doing all over Canada and then I go directly to Brazil. So in my suitcase right now is fur coats and bikinis. So I don't know what the fuck I'm going to be wearing or doing. And I just hope I have the right thing on in the right city. But that's kind of how I like it. You know, I like to keep moving and going. Um, but, you know, I often say I'll go back and visit, you know, that place. But I never do. I never do. Yeah. That was my problem. I was I was very similar with that. I was like, I'm not going to see I'm not going to Sydney Opera House. I can see yeah. it on Google Earth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, no, I mean, I have been there. I did go there once or twice. We, we had uh, we had some time in between. But rarely do I do I get to see everything. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people just think because they're touring artists or whatever, and they see the dates on the tour poster, they get to explore those things. But really, you're just seeing things from the window of a tour bus, if you're lucky. Oh, ain't nothing glamorous about it. Well, first of all, you're, you're, it's, the glamour is actually having a bust. Let's yeah. be real. <laughs> yeah. um, that that's touching but there's nothing glamorous about it you know and i think people don't realize that and the people that say oh my god it's amazing they are so full of shit that is not true you're eating shit from tesco you're on a bus with no air con you're surrounded by people you fucking hate and if you don't hate them in the beginning you will hate them by the end of the tour you know that uh so you're schlepping. Some nights you have lights. Some nights you have sound. I remember when I first got on the road, they asked me about my rider. They said, what do you want on your rider? What do you want in your dressing room? And I said, I like a mirror, lights, and vodka. But if you get me the vodka first, I don't need the mirror or the lights. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not oh, brilliant. It, well, here's a question. You mentioned Tesco. Have you got a uh, specific Tesco meal deal that comes to oh, mind when you're over in the UK? Of course. Listen, well, first of all, I need to talk to the UK about their fucking food to begin with. There's problem with the food. And it's not 
And I know that there's fancy cuisine there. I know. But unfortunately, <laughs> the glamorous tour life that I live at midnight, there's not many options outside of Sainsbury and Tesco. I got to get some little chicken pasta bowl and I got to eat it before the date on it, which can be very fucking challenging. There's no salt. I mean, I'm not Scottish. I like seasonings, but there's no fucking seasoning on anything. Everything tastes the same from an egg salad sandwich to a chicken Southwest <laughs> pasta bowl. It all is the same shit. Yep. And that little wooden uh, spoon, that little wooden spoon, <laughs> like eating pasta that tastes like a tree. What the fuck is that about? Give me a plastic spoon. I know it's bad for the turtles and the environment, but give me a fucking piece of cutlery. <laughs> oh, good, good. But, you know what? But, I've wanted to do that myself for years, but I'm glad you did it. So, uh, no, yeah, you know, good. Tesco, Tesco is not going to be a sponsor for me now, so I'm still. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> yeah. neither, neither for us, unfortunately. But there, but there we are. Um, but, but you do have a, a lot of love here in the UK, and I think that's being a testament throughout the years. Obviously, you're coming back for this unsanitized comedy tour now in May. Um, yes. But like, do you feel like it's just like a second home for you really outside of the States? Well, I mean, what I love is the British humor. I mean, obviously, you're mm. some sick son of a bitches who understand me, which I truly <laughs> appreciate. And I think that's what I love about the British people. They give zero fucks, zero fucks. I mean, a country that has a queen that can pay $12 million to a girl that they've never met. $12 million mm. to a girl that mm, never yep. met. That's my kind of place. And then miraculously, while the heat is on her, while the, all of the speculation of 12 million pounds, she gets COVID. How convenient. I, I am living for it. Uh, any, any country that would, uh, you know, elect Boris, God bless you, motherfuckers. Haven't you learned from us? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah. it's, it's an amazing place. And it's to top it off up. The people have great sense of humor. The food can be shit, but I can get through it. Um, is in the end, the, the one redeeming thing about the UK is Primark. Primark, that's my place, <laughs> that's my land. Lovely. Yeah, Primarni, nice. Yeah, yeah. We call it Primarni over here. Make ourselves feel better about it. Um, yeah, that's all. I, I can't get over it. Primark. Primark <laughs> is my place. And listen, I don't know what it is about Primark, but the, I just love going, it's only one pound. It's only two pounds. I don't, it's just this wild delusion as an American that I find it so goddamn fascinating. If they served food, I would never leave there. I would never <laughs> Wow. Well, a lot of them now have opened up cafes inside. So, I mean... No. What? I didn't have, even know that. They what? Have in, in Birmingham, there's a Disney-themed one, especially. Are you kidding me? I'm For real. For real. Okay, I'm well, deadly serious. When I come over, we will do the podcast from the cafe in Primark <laughs> live. Yeah, you say that oh, now. We fucking... We, be we will. We, we will be, be there. Look at me. <laughs> I will fucking do it. Look at me. As I said, I'm not picky. Sign me the fuck up. Right. Oh, that's going to be amazing. I'd love oh, that. We can have, we can have a, a little cafe and a little shop around pre-market in the best bargains. We'll end up with baskets of little stuff. Let's, now I can Look imagine. at me. Make the magic happen. You say Primark, I'm fucking there. I am there. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, I've just realized that, yeah, for the last five years, all the, all the trousers I've bought, because I like, um, I like a, a skin-tight black trousers, they've been, um, they've been Primark uh, or Primark ladies. So, yeah. Really? You wear the ladies? Yeah, it's only um yeah, they're only ten pounds a pair. So I've got no, wait, loads wait. and loads of pairs of If you're wearing ladies' clothes, I'm not the first drag queen that's been on. <laughs> ah. Obviously. You have. You have your cross dresser. I love it. No, I mean, listen, if it's cheap and in the women's department, I should definitely know that you would have gotten it. Yeah. It seems like <laughs> it's fitting for you. 
I love this. I'm absolutely loving this. But like, speaking of the UK, obviously, there was quite like a landmark moment a couple of years ago when you became the first drag queen to headline Wembley Arena. Like, how was that for you? Did, Did it kind of feel like a big milestone? Because it obviously, there's been so much fuss about it. Yeah, well, you know, what's crazy is that, you know, it would happen. It wasn't a vanity thing. It was literally about capacity. We had done, I think it was the, oh God, I always get confused. It's either the Academy or the O2. I can't remember which one I had done in London because I get London and Manchester mixed up because the events, the, the, the venues look the same. Uh, but in the end, we had done multiple nights in one venue in London. And uh, uh, realistically, the promoters were like, well, let's just try to do it all in one night. So we had done the over 10,000 people in one and in, in three different nights or four different nights so they decided let's just do it all one night and i was like oh god this sounds a little more daunting than than it than it could be uh and luckily i was working up until then so i was doing other venues and then literally the next night was going to be there in, in wembley which was you know a little scary you do it it's done and literally the next night i'm, I'm back in in hull doing a show oh <laughs> no yeah, so the glamour, the glamour doesn't last long. Uh, but in the end, it was just one of these moments where you're like, wow, this happened and how lucky to get to do it. Uh, it's a little overwhelming. You, you know, you dream of those things, I guess. Uh, but then you kind of go, it, 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 it happened. The it, same thing happened in America where I was doing Carnegie Hall. And there it was. I get to do Carnegie Hall, this prestigious, amazing place in New York City. And the next night, I'm in Pennsylvania with, you know, folding chairs, no air conditioning. And the glamour didn't last long, you know, so... This moment, you're kind of wild and you're excited about it. And uh, look, I- I'm grateful that that many people. Sh- I didn't even know that many people knew who the fuck I was. So, look, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, of course. I'm, can I just apologize on behalf of those promoters to take you from Wembley Arena to Hull? <laughs> that's one of the, that's, that's one of the meanest. That's one of the meanest <laughs> things I've ever heard. But you know, that's me saying, yes, let's do it. Halt, sign me up. Let's go there. You know, I mean, it's one of those things. You go where they want you. And if they want you, look, I would, I would do Antarctica. If the penguins want me, I'm going. You know, it's Ooh. fine. I would do anything. That's a, that's a Netflix stand-up special right there. But, um, <laughs> but obviously, you know, we won't keep you too much longer now because we know we want to get back to your drinking and, and you know relax it. and everything. Yeah. But um, I've really, really enjoyed you taking the time to speak to us. Oh, please. But just a, a, li- a little silly question before we are, and um, of course, this is obviously our first time meeting each other, but just because of the drag expert you are, if you if you thought myself and Sean were to go into drag, do you have any names that come to mind maybe that would suit us both individually? Okay, well, first and foremost, I would never encourage a drag career because it's a fucking trap, number one. <laughs> okay. Uh, number two, all right, let me look. Now, uh, let me see. So I would say, Morgan, I think your name, th- it just seems fitting, would be Sofonda, Sofonda Cox. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I think would be your name. Uh, oh, you know, here we uh, go. Uh, okay, and so for Sean, let's see. What, oh, let's see. What would be a good name? <laughs> okay, well, I got it. It would be Wilma, Wilma Balls Drop. Wilma Balls Drop. <laughs> that would be a good one. Because you know your balls can't drop. Your balls can't drop because you're in those tight women's pants from Primark. So, yes, Wilma Balls Drop. Do, do you know what? I like it. Yeah. I'm going to have to go for, I'm going to have to make a slight change Ooh. to um, Balls Fit. The surname's going to be Balls Wilma Fit. Balls Fit. Perfect. <laughs> because I've got, I've got yeah. um, hefty. <laughs> anyway, 
You got happy balls. Well, listen, think about it this way. Think about it. Here's a little tip that I'll leave you with is that if you've got big balls, this is a plus because what I do with my balls is I pull them up with pantyhose and it creates wonderful cleavage. So that would work out well for you. People think I have great tips when I, ah, when I shave them. So the true. These, yeah. these are the true secrets. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, this UK tour now in May, but is there anything else you'd like to plug or let people know about before, before you head off? Yeah, well, I mean, look, bottom line is that I, I like I said, I'm kicking off uh, next week in Canada. I'll be traveling all over the globe. You can go to thebiancadelrio.com to find out all my dates of where I'm going to be. And obviously, as soon as we square away this Primark thing, I will see you at Primark in the cafe so we can continue this when I'm over there. I'd yes, love that. please. That would we, be would. we would dream. very much yes. love that. So, yes, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been great. And I'm really looking forward to the talk. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. This has been very sapping. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. You listen to Sapping Podcast. Yes. Yeah. Woohoo! What a fantastic, fantastic, funny, informative, and lovely chat we had then with uh, Bianca Del Rio, the winner of season six of RuPaul's Drag Race, also known as the Mighty. Roy Haylock, thank you very much. And that thank you comes from both of us, Sophonda Cox and Wilma Ballsfit. Wilma Ballsfit, yep, that's my new name. I had, the thing <laughs> is, I had to, I had to explain the situation. And um, since this pod, since we've recorded this podcast, I have tried several times to use my testicles um, as a cleavage, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. it's weird because they. They just get to my belly button. So it's the world's <laughs> saggiest cleavage. So thank you very much to Roy for the advice. Um, it hasn't worked. Maybe when well. we get together, you can show me how you tuck prop because <laughs> it, it hasn't worked for me. I think you're doing it the wrong way. But no, honestly, thank you so much for taking the time. Like This conversation um, was an absolute dream. As I've mentioned on so many previous episodes, I've really wanted us to do have a few drag related guests and we've had one of the biggest modern stars in the industry come on the podcast so that's not bad i'm sure we'll have a few more uh in the future some surprises along the way so let us know who you'd like us to speak to in the future at sapling pod on twitter and instagram but of course remember bianca will be touring across the uk throughout may literally performing everywhere on this unsanitized comedy tour you're gonna be laughing your head off throughout so go to the website and check if they're coming to a city near you i would very much advise to go and you might see roy in the in the pre-mark if not yeah in her services which is strange what am I, imagine if you went bianca del rio's there in full glam and just looking at uh, tight black trousers from Primark. Very, yeah. very strange. Thanks again to Roy. It was fucking class. Go check out the Unsanitized Tour. As Morgan has previously said, I am going to try my best to go because I'd imagine it's going to be hilarious. And, we, and we're definitely going to try and record in a Primark. I don't know if that's, a, if I know if that's allowed, but we'll try it anyway. What are they going to do? Kick us out? And that'll be more better content, really. So... We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine oh. that. Yeah, us two and um, someone in full drag being kicked out of a pre like, <laughs> Class. I'd love if that's, that. If that's not a headline, I don't know what is. But yeah, 
an episode I, I don't think anyone was expecting and it's topped off a really interesting week for me personally Sean because uh, I actually actually graduated from my degree two years after completing it finally had my graduation this past week and I guess that technically means now that I am officially a certified journalist that's mad isn't it mm. um, not in a fucking I can't believe that's happened type way <laughs> but in a it's taken two years and now it's finally happened and now there's pictures of you looking like a wizard outside the <laughs> university so it's nice that you got them wizard pictures I think you look cool in them um, and congratulations to you um, thank you now that you are uh, overqualified for this podcast it means mm. you will be paid exactly the same as you were before <laughs> and not a fucking penny more and don't you fucking dare try and bring that up after this this is the only talk we're having about it and it's on you so everybody can hear it we're fucking flat out 50-50 it's level brother it's level I don't care if you've got a degree I'll make it I'll go and get a degree if I got it um, in anything just so no. I go well I got a degree as well but yes congrats, congratulations to you you fucking thoroughly deserve it I know Thank how you. fucking hard you worked for it and yes qualified journalist then yes mm. have you got any names or numbers or anything oh, like doc are you fucking doctor of writing <laughs> doctor of writing <laughs> doctor of podcasting that'd be fucking uh, oh, something nice it? No, um, a B, uh, it's a BA, so does that mean, can I add BA to the end of my name? BA Baracus, uh, like Mr. T, <laughs> Mr. T's character in the A-team was BA Baracus. Right, oh. I guess I can do that. Sapnin, Sapnin, welcome to episode 173 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, the lowly Sean Smith, and of course, we are here with my co-host, Morgan Richards, BA. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we have oh. to start them from now on. I'm sorry I didn't guess. for this one. Yeah, I guess. You never so. know. You never know. Well, if you'd like to support the podcast in any way and you've had a lot of laughs from this episode, let us know at Sapling Pod on Twitter and Instagram. But most importantly, head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapling and join our wonderful community of absolutely insane family. Yes, uh, don't let the fact that Morgan's called them insane put you off. They are the most welcoming, beautiful part of this podcast and community I've ever come across. What an absolute bunch of legends. So yeah, this podcast would not be possible without those people as well. So if you go to the description of this podcast, not only does it tell you all the details about everything we talk about, but also you'll notice is, um, there's loads and loads and loads of names of people who are part of our Patreon, and we want to thank those people so, so much. But also, we need to thank the top tiers. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwowe, Janelle Caston, Amadine Urbano, Mitch Perry, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Irwin, Kelly Young, Nathan Croshaw, Paul Hirschfield, Emma Barber, Sammy G, Tony Michael, Kat Besson, Jenny Robinson, Scott Jones, Murray Grimwood, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Alexandra Pemblinton, Stuart McNaught, Amy Louise, Caroline Robinson, Chris Howard, Joe Ackland, M. Evans Roberts, Jacob Hetherington, Martina McManus, Carl Pendlebury, Louis Cook, Danny Eaton, Craig Harris, Jenny Sexyboy Munster, Lucy Diaz, Kelly Cannon, Jason Aredia, Emily Perry, Becky Andy, John and Emma, James McNaught, Adam Parslow, Ollie currently employed, fuck yeah, Amesbury. He's not though, is he? I'm sure he said he got a new job. Josh, I accidentally gave my fiance a glue stick instead of a lipstick. She still isn't talking to me crisp. One of his better ones, nice one. Thank you very much, Alice Wood, Reese Bowring, Kate Stevenson, Fawn Dilmy Balls, Fawn Dil, Fawn, Fawn Dilmy Balls, Fawn Dilmy Balls, Fawn Dilmy Fawn, I do not get that. Um, yeah, get in touch with us on Saturday if that makes sense <laughs> to you. I, I fondle, I believe. What? Fondle? Fondle? Fawn Dilmy no. Balls, Fawn Dilmy Balls. Uh, don't get in touch with us at something pod <laughs> about that because we fucking sussed it out, don't we? Um, thank you very much. Connor Lewins, Kyle David Smith, last by no means least, Daniel Stevenson. You guys are fucking legends and we love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you very much. And all the people who are part of our Patreon, thank you so, so much. We genuinely wouldn't be able to do this without you. We are so grateful. So grateful. I, I can't even show it to you. So thank you very, very much. Yes, it absolutely means the world. Your support helps us so, so much. That's patreon.com forward slash sapling. If you'd like to get involved, there's those extra bonuses, behind the scenes content, podcasts, and all that you can get for signing up and being a part of the community is well worth it. Believe you, me. This has been an absolutely insane episode. And before we go, we forgot about a certain we did. Um, segment last week. So Sean, tell us all about it this week. Well, for uh, new listeners or anybody who hasn't listened to our episode with guitar virtuoso legend uh, Steve Vai. Steve Vai um, is a beekeeper and he promised us some of his Steve Vai honey. So we've got a new segment of the show called... Yeah, Steve Vai Honey Update! Morgan, are we looking? <sighs> still, still no honey. Yeah, so that's it for this week of Sapping Podcast. 
Um, was there anything else more before we go? Just a massive thank you to everyone who sent us good luck messages about the HMAs and has voted for us at the Heavy Music Awards. Everyone who's got in contact with me this week uh, about graduation. And just all you wonderful people for tuning into this podcast on the regular. We will be back next Friday and every week with a very special guest. And episode 174 is going to be very, very funny as well. So make sure you are tuned in and you do not miss that. Yes, fucking lovely stuff. Well, I, I've loved this. I've loved this podcast. This was very, very eye-opening and mouth-opening because I was shocked at some point. So, uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you very much again to Bianca Del Rio, Roy Haylock. Go and see them on the Unsanitized Tour. That is it. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.